Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. Uh, we are your hosts, as always, Kicker, the chief of Serial and Sigilite of FLG, and I am Seth, the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, what have you been up to? I I, I honestly, I've, I've had a few good naps. It's been wonderful. It was, the, I mean, I can't complain. I've actually been really lazy, um, except... Okay, except that there are some major events right around the corner that I've been prepping for, but it's like extreme, like kind of like a crazy puppy dog, like going a million miles an hour or just napping in a corner. Uh, so it's been good. Uh, what about you, Seth? I know you're I, prepping. I don't, I don't think you're being honest with us, Kicker, because uh, based off recent behavior prior to the show, I feel like you're constantly working and scrambling. Yeah, I mean, I was late to our our, our show call time because yeah, I, I had a few last minute things. And then, which I, and then I talked to you like yesterday, and you're like, "I'm doing 27 things at once. What's going on?" <laughs> I'm I'm trying to stay calm and okay. keep my mental health, which I think is relevant for this episode. What it is it is? Uh, look at that. We'll Do you saw that. that? You saw that plug right there. Good uh, but plug. No, no. But we will have several wonderful announcements that I will be making in the next few minutes that have had me scrambling this the past. Two and a half hours uh, before the news. show. We need a yeah. breaking news. Breaking news. Banner. Breaking news. All right. So we need what a ticker. We need a ticker at the bottom and a breaking news <laughs> banner up top. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yes. Um, what have I been up to? Um, yeah. I finally, after much testing, have settled on an orc list. Excuse me, that I feel t- comfortable taking to the FLG New Orleans event. So um, that means I have like forty models to paint before next Thursday. <laughs> Um, Wait, so you don't I, have every single model that's already been released, painted up and ready to go. I mean, you're an orc diehard. You should have. I, I, oh, there goes the breaking news banner. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, I, I have, I have a lot of models. I would say like 60% of my models are actually painted, but I have like 10,000 points in painted orcs, but I did actually just paint up some squig hog boys this week. Ooh, let's see him. Let's um, see him. I'm hope I'm hoping our producer can. can oh, Ooh, there they are. Those are Beautiful sexy. Yellow dude. ones. Now I'll be uh, full disclosure kicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, I chose. I, I have three different color squigs for my units, and I chose yellow after seeing yours. I yeah, really they look a little familiar. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, um, it's it's an homage. If an homage if you are you listening to our podcast, you should be watching our podcast. We're live every Wednesday at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where you get to not only listen to our beautiful voices, but also see the gorgeous models that uh, we paint. These are gorgeous. Like honestly, Seth, I think these are some of the the, the best things that you've you've done. I mean, you paint really well in general, but like these pop. Uh, I can't wait to see them next week. Yeah, I'm 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 excited to get them down there. I'll have my have fingers crossed the fully painted army. <laughs> You'll Although be painting the last real. minute. I might be. I, um, I yeah, that's some, all. I have that's some squig hogs though. If you need to borrow a few, I have I have some. If you need to just you know you know if you don't want to scramble the last second to paint. So, so you can always borrow from your friend down here. Um, well, kicker, take us into yes. some industry news. All right, guys, nothing too crazy coming out of the, uh, the pipeline here, but the battle boxes, the retail price has been confirmed. They're going to be $210. So you're looking at about a hundred dollars in savings. These are those giant Christmas special battle boxes. Mm-hmm. They do, they try to do every year. Uh, it's, it's a great bang for your buck. I mean, it's about $300 worth of product for $200 for about 200. It's 210. I, I like how they just added on that extra $10. Uh, I was just like, Oh, come on, you know, just keep it at a nice two, even 200, but the savings are there. They're legit. So if you see these on the shelves, this is something you probably want to scoop up. If it's an army yep. play, you know, um, moving right along. If you're a collector, there's a, a lot of a lot of value there for the, the completionists like like, yeah. like me 
Oh yeah, right. You just you just have to have. Are you going to get the orc battle? Don't tell. Are you going to? No, get the orc I already battle? have everything. Right. In it. You have already everything. It it is kind of cool though. Like it's it's like going for hunt, right? Like this is something that people are on the hunt for. These battle boxes, yep. and you always get bragging rights if if you get one of these boxes. Yeah. Um, the custodies. You know, I wanted to talk about what's coming up next, and it got me thinking. You know, we know that the the re, I guess the next confirmed uh, releases from GW in terms of the armies for 40k is going to be custodies and GSC up next closely followed by Tal. Um, people are starting to speculate what's coming after that. I mean, my thoughts are not Guard or not Nids because they got that mm -hmm. upgrade, that little like tidbit in the recent supplement. So I think that's going to hold them off for a little bit longer. I'm not really sure what's next. I mean, if I had to take a guess, I'd almost say something like, almost like Knights or something. I, I don't know. Or, or, or okay. okay, what do you think, Seth? What do, what do you think is after uh, Tal? My, my, uh, my sources tell me Craft World Eldar. Craft. Oh, okay. I like it. So yeah. you think we're gonna have Tau and then Craftworld? Uh, Craftworld. Yeah. The, the 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 rumor mill is starting to churn out some Craftworld right. stuff. So sweet, hopefully sweet. that's in the pipeline. There's also the rumor that I think may have been uh, maliciously started by Peter the Falcon that uh, somehow squats are coming as well. I mean, I and believe. our producer is also posting a a tasseled <laughs> piece of hair here that mm. may or may not be Eldar. But related. that could also be like a Tau thing, right? Couldn't that be like one of the little Tau ponytails? Because or couple... we don't know if squats have ponytails. What are we judging here? <laughs> squats can have ponytails. So, so this is what, what Seth is referring to is day one of the GW Advent calendar that they're going to be doing. Uh, I guess every day this month leading up oh, to crap. the the holiday. So this is day one's little preview photo. It looks like a ponytail. We're not really sure what it is, but uh, Seth is thinking maybe Elder. I'm thinking maybe Tau. Who, who knows? Uh, Seth, we do have a little bit of, uh, like, on the rules front, this is something I want to let you take um, regarding oh, yeah. the custodes. Yeah. Yeah, so they they uh, they previewed a stance uh, system. It looks if I'm if I'm reading it and understanding it right, it looks very similar to the Necron like protocols, yeah. where you select a a pool of special rules at the beginning of the game. Um, then it seems that you can change that between games. So like if you had a tournament, you would pick individual stances at each game. And then there's a system of progression between primary, secondary, and tertiary. They didn't give us a lot of details about it, no. but the rules they did preview seem pretty strong, um, like preventing rerolls, mm -hmm. getting extra movement. So overall, I mean, custodians are always a kind of a, a very tanky list and just adding things like that where they're moving faster or they're going to be reducing the amount of efficiency you get against them. Um, really, really kind of, I think is going to kick them up a notch. So, I'm excited to see what else they do with them because uh, each each stance has like stance one and stance two. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if that means you can only pick one of those each time you pick that stance or maybe it's like Necrons where you can pick one of those. But unless you're the special sub sect of yeah. custodians, you get both of the stances in this particular one or can you they know, say, the, OK, it, turn it, one of them stance this, turn two of them stance two and. It's really cool, though, that they're doing this, that each army so far in ninth edition is getting some sort of unique take on flexibility in, in some mm -hmm. format or another. You know, Admech have some version. Okay, Orcs orcs got the wall, which is only really that one turn, but it's still something, right? Yeah, but you I know. get to yell it really loud at events, <laughs> they get to and yell it really loudly. Space Marines have their, you know, their doctrines. So, so I, I kind of like that this is becoming a thing in ninth edition. Each army has some sort of special, I don't want to say gimmick, but, you know, gimmick that they get to choose each round or, or, or several I rounds. I think the word you're looking for is mechanic oh mechanic mechanic sorry mechanic that sounds better than gimmick it sounds way I, better. I would be insulted if you called wog a gimmick <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. So we're right. clear here, but okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna jump yeah. over to something that I'm really excited about. Um, I work for Frontline Gaming. I'm very involved in the industry. This is my full time career, and I was not really aware of something that you should be aware of. Uh, holy fish sticks! We've not even been talking about the painting masterclasses at LVO. 
Um, can our producer pull up the photos of the like of the, the the painting kit that they give that they're giving out? I don't, like, let's pull these up. These are these beautiful. So this is the this custom. is the masterclass. Is the and I think we talked about them earlier that these are going to be a premium experience, and that's in yeah. the cost. But now we get to see some of what you get. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it blew my mind. Like I knew that we had painting glasses at the LVO, but I didn't realize it was this kind of caliber of stuff you get. So I spoke for a while today with Seth because I'm like, I need to know more about what's happening at the event, considering that I work for this company and I work for Frontline Gaming, but I don't even really know what's going on. So we give you the full spoke to a different Seth. Uh, yeah, a very different. I was sorry, like, Seth. I was like, I, <laughs> I talked to Seth, the painting hobbyist enthusiast, not Seth, the the orc. Uh, my yeah, kind of I person. was like, I talked to Kicker about painting. <laughs> yeah, not not the Shrek to my uh, donkey. Um, <laughs> we know what our sticker theme is now. There we go, boom, right there. So yeah, if you're if you're watching our our episode live right now, you'll you'll see this beautiful for lack of a better word, paint kit that's uh, carved in wood. It's got you know all the custom you know LVO you know, I guess icons on there uh it's it's a kit from artist opus along with a lot of other stuff with it um these master classes don't just come with this obviously it's a full class but you're getting some a lot of really cool limited edition like swag and, and let me just reiterate that that's from artist opus like i don't know if you know that brand but that's like i'm a brush snob and that is one of the best brush companies period like i love these brushes and if you are in this class you're getting a full set of artist opus brushes which are just it's it's like you know, $150 worth of brushes alone before you talk at, uh, attack and all the other stuff. But let me just give a quick uh, rundown of these classes because I wasn't aware of them and uh, you should be. These classes are all special, all-inclusive master series weekend workshops. Each ticket includes, of course, the convention badge, uh, full breakfast and lunch for each of the days, uh, plus all the LO, uh, LVO merch that you get at like the high roller package. Um, so you get, you get all that. Oh, not the high roller package that you get with a full like uh, LVO ticket with like the t-shirt, the, the pint glass, all that stuff. But you also get an invitation to an exclusive artist meet and greet mixer on Thursday night and uh, this beautiful personalized artist toolbox. Each artist toolbox will include everything that you will need to get the most of your workshop. This is going to include paints, brushes, a wet palette, modeling supplies, and the models that you'll be working on during the weekend. Um, this is all coming from fantastic sponsors like AK, Interactive, Artist Opus, Red Grass Games, Harder and Steinbeck, Cult of Paint, and Monument Hobbies. These are all very small classes in comparison to what we used to do, and this is done intentionally so that you, you know, the the social events afterwards, uh, the critique sessions, they're all far more uh, um, personal, and you get this kind of unprecedented uh, experience with the artists. Um, some of the swag that, like I mentioned, is is coming from like people like Artist Opus and Monument Games. Like this is not swag, I should say, like legit product they're giving you uh, to use during the weekend. So, long story short, it's epic. We have three master classes. Um, during the LVO, the uh, Andrew Warhol is already sold out. The Caleb Weizenbach is sold out. We do have Matt's uh, DePetro. I don't, I don't know him. His class still has four spaces left. And after that, we are totally sold out for the weekend. So if you're interested, hop on those. There's, like I said, only four tickets left for, for Matt's class. Um, whew, that was a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seth, I know that you would probably like to do that, right? Like, come on. If you yeah, weren't I, playing. I would. And, and I echo uh, Kelsey's, uh, you know, thoughts which is i would love to do that but i'm already signed up to play that's the problem right like i feel like we need to have the master classes not during the champs because you can't play and go to the master classes but just something we got to throw out there um yep. let's pull up the artwork can we pull up the artwork for the uh the null event i need to start talking about new orleans because this is next week dude like this time next week i will be in the hall setting up Okay, the, our producer's pulling this artwork right now. It's boom, there we go. That that beautiful New Orleans artwork. 
Guys, I, I want to be very open with you guys and clear so that everyone knows what's going on as we're going into New Orleans um, open regarding COVID and, and, and the situation here in, in New Orleans. If you, uh, I just did like the update. I just, uh, you'll see the packets are all updated now. If you are unvaccinated, um, you are supposed to wear a mask in public areas in New Orleans. That's just the rule. Um, to enter a building, you either have to have a proof of vac uh, proof of a dose of vaccine or a negative test that comes from within 72 hours. I'm uncertain as to what the hotel will do specifically, but I will say that as a guy living in New Orleans, uh, in Orleans Parish, that many restaurants here are checking for proof of vaccination when entering. I know Seth got caught uh, when we went to dinner the other the other day that they do yeah. check when entering. Um, but note that this is for Orleans Parish, and in yes, in uh, in Louisiana we don't have counties, we have parishes. Um, so so the venue is in Orleans Parish, and so that's kind of the, the the that's that's where we're at right now. So we just want to give everyone a heads up if if you're vaccinated, make sure you you got your card on you so you can show it um, and you won't have to wear, worry about a mask or anything. And just just be prepared when you come to the event. With that said, um, you, you know, I do have some really cool positive news that's exciting. The yeah. player packets yeah. have been up. Yeah, right. So we got a question? No, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm hyping up your positive. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, all right, positive stuff. Uh, the player packet, as of literally 30 minutes ago, has just been updated to reflect the correct keywords and images uh, for all the terrain that we're going to be using. This is like the final home run stretch before the LVO. So the the terrain packs basically are our final prep ground for LVO. Um, SoCal was extremely well received in, in regards to the, the the keywords used in the terrain. So that's basically what we're doing here in New Orleans. So if you're familiar uh, with SoCal, like Sean Naden and Ben Jurek, who were at SoCal and they'll all be at New Orleans, they'll be very comfortable with the with the setup here in, in New Orleans. Um, with that said, if there are any sort of you know glaring issues we want to change from New Orleans, we'll, we'll adjust for the LBO. Um, yeah, and break the game there. Hoorah! <laughs> yeah, well, Seth, go in there and break the game. We did just get these in. These these showed up in my door this morning. Uh, these are the beautiful Frontline Gaming Challenge coins for the New Orleans Open. They are a nice shiny silver color. And you want to bring your challenge coins because I had mentioned earlier Bad Wolf, a local uh, bar and restaurant that's got a gaming hall, will be buying all the challenge coin holders drinks um, <laughs> at the New Orleans Open nice. at the bar. Yeah, so yeah, right? So, Seth, bring your challenge coins so you can get I will. Some yeah, right. Please do. Please do. You got like a bunch. Seth, you have like at least two, right? Or do you have three? No, now? I've only been to ACO, unfortunately. You only been to oh, you didn't go to the Las Vegas team tournament. Oh, nope. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm I sorry. couldn't make it. Okay. Um, well, if you are not in America, but you still want to go get your ITC points, Germany is stepping up to bat right now with a major event that's coming. Uh, our, our ITC rep, Daniel, emailed me to, today. Uh, they've got an event called the Firebug Alliance Open. The event itself will be a 100-player 40K singles event, five rounds over two days. The tournament will be held at the Radisson Blue Hotel in a name I can't pronounce because it's German, but like I want to say Karschel. I hope I didn't just piss you off. You are German. Oh yeah, but I only know like Volkswagen and um and like the curse words because that's all I got. Um, but yeah, so it's in Karlsruhe, Germany, about 120 kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles south of Frankfurt. Um, this is going to be providing an all-inclusive, full event feeling, kind of like um a lot of the frontline game events are. So all attendees are going to get kind of that that luxe, full, you know, enjoyable experience. The event will be held. Uh, this will be the second hotel venue event in Germany. So there's going to be a lot of potential to grow this more and more and more. The organization of the of, of this will be done by Team Firebug, which is paired up with uh, some Dutch guys from Tabletop Alliance. T uh, the tickets will go live on December 12th during a Facebook ticket release party. Um, I believe the event is February. I didn't get the actual date. I should probably get that. But the tickets go live December, so <laughs> get ready for it. But it's kind of cool ready. to start seeing these larger events taking place in, in Europe. 
All yeah. right. Yeah. Looking yeah. excited. Glad to see them getting some games. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. Totally. I know Europe's been under a crazy lockdown. I'm glad that they're starting to open up. And here's and here's the really exciting news, guys. Uh, let's pull that poster up. Boom, guys. The Cherokee. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> there we go. Well, there we go. Woohoo! Ter- Cherokee tickets are going live tomorrow noon Eastern Standard Time. That's Thursday tomorrow. That's Thursday, December second tomorrow, live at noon. We are going to be doing those uh, beautiful, beautiful premium tickets that include all the swag and. and you know, t- you know, the army trays and stuff, because it seems like people really like those. So yeah, we'll have a few premium tickets for everyone at the Cherokee open, as well as your standard 40 K champs ticket, Age of Sigmar champs ticket, Star Wars Legion champs ticket, and possibly one or two other events that haven't confirmed yet. So tomorrow go to our website Mar- and get your Marvel ticket. And protocol. I know it's coming. I know it's coming chat. What was Marvel coming? crisis protocol for Cherokee. I, I do. I want it so bad. I want, we just need a TO to step up. We've got TOs all across the country that want to run it, but nobody on the East Coast Marvel and- crisis protocol folks in the carolinas get a hold of kicker make it happen please please okay i'm done talking now uh seth you're gonna take the reins please do i am gonna try all right we'll see how it goes um so on the flgn news uh this week grim after dark uh they had on peter the falcon uh and they they had a very uh we'll call it off kilter discussion about movies um but i wanted to take a minute (laughs) here to address some allegations that have been made by the grim after dark crew this group has been maliciously photoshopping my good name <laughs> onto Facebook posts that were not made by myself. Um, and so I feel that I just need to be clear with the audience that I did not say anything that has been attributed to me on Grim After Dark. Um, and if they continue this, I might have to seek litigation against them. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, and then is. chapter tactics is also on my 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 bad list now because you know Ooh. why, kicker. What's what chapter tactics doing, man? Guess who moved to Wednesday nights? Oh no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. Did, did. did they? I don't know. You they tell did. me. They did. They did move to Wednesday nights. Oh no, no. Yeah, that's yeah, our night. Like, yeah, I know it's our night. That's We're why have two I... friendly gaming network shows on Wednesday night. They're 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 stepping on our turf, man. So we might have a little beef here. So we, <laughs> we gotta smack around, dude. You and I can take him down, dude. You and yeah, I can take that's right. We're Shrek and Donkey got this. <laughs> you got a boss. <laughs> the, the, the funny joke being that uh, when I started dating my wife, they called us Shrek and Fiona. Um, so this is not the first time I have been compared <laughs> to an ogre. Uh, and then, of course, the Thursday show. Um, and uh, I don't know if folks have been paying attention, but the lovely Adam Camilleri is now here on U.S. soil. Yes, he is. Which means I think we're going to be doing the uh, the Thursday show not in the middle of the night for him anymore, which is fantastic <laughs> news. Um, so, will, will it be better content or worse content that it's I don't know because I'm, I'm a little scared to think that maybe for the last six months we've been seeing the <laughs> tired version of Adam Camilleri. Because also when he streams, like when he does like, hosting events like commentary it's like 1 a.m for him when he starts yeah. oh, so like we've seen the tired adam camilleri for the last few months <laughs> now we're going to get the full bore version i don't know if i could handle that wow. i don't know wow anyway let's get into our competitive news yes, please kicker the season's winding down buddy yeah it is we're down to the final stretch we've got two months left That's only it. a handful of events left that could they could really shift the upper level placings in the itc something like FLG New Orleans, but the LVO is the biggest remaining piece of the pie. Um, And based off previous year's scores, you can be looking at upwards of over 300 points uh, in the ITC for a top level placing. So with that math and the current rankings, who does that put in contention for the top 10? 
uh, out of the top 10 or the top uh, for the top spot. Because outside of the top 10, math-wise, uh, it doesn't look like most of those players are going to be able to replace a score um, and, and top Brad Chester's mighty score of 1403. Um, the top five are definitely in contention. Um, I know that we can expect to see uh, Brad, Sean, and John there. I'm not sure yet if Manny or Malik are going to travel over. I would bet Manny is. I, I've, I've heard that Malik might not be able to. Um, other people that might not be competing, Matt Root is going to be judging that event, yeah, so he judging. can't compete. Um, and it's unknown at this point if Nick's going to be uh, doing some some content creation there or if he's going to be playing himself. Um, so he's a question mark. So the remaining three names on the list, the first up is Jack Harpster. Um, he's the Art of War's resident combat marine player, um, master of mind tricks on the <laughs> Orlando stream that somehow convinced a Drukari player to move forward and then knock it out of their transports. Um, and he's a recent convert to the Sons of Titans, the Grey Knights. Um, so he's hopped over to those. Uh, so we'll be seeing him there. We've got Colin McDade also yeah. there. Colin McDade is, I, I've, I think the best way to term this is a mercenary um, because he's not beholden to any one faction. He'll jump to whatever faction he thinks is going to give him the best shot um and he's he's able to adapt to those armies uh fairly quickly so and that's an impressive skill dude that's know, that's yeah. legitimately impressive to be able to jump like that you know yeah and you never quite good. know what he's going to bring then yeah. um and that leaves our our last uh contender and that is anthony vanilla anthony uh we've talked about him a few times on the show before he is the sweet little gherkin uh <laughs> a ride or die Drakari player uh with the smoothest of brains this man uh is uh the uh, contrary to what the internet has been saying uh richard siegler did not make the new dracari list thick city it was this man so everyone can thank that man right there for the horribleness that is thick city right there the wait, wait is, is is he your is he is he your pick come on seth who's, who's your I, I mean he's my buddy so i gotta root okay. for him but um yeah he's also beating the crap out of me a lot so i gotta give him some crap and this is how i can give him crap because i can't beat him on the table um we already talked about the player packs been updated um rules cut off and list submissions are now uh, the 13th of january um and there will be an faq published uh for the event after new orleans sometime yeah. we don't have a definitive when afterwards but there is a um if you go on the flg community page uh you can find the faq submission link so if you have a question about your army and i highly encourage you if you have any rules things that you think might be contentious at the table get those answered in the faq ahead of time because the absolute worst scenario is you're trying to do some tricksy shenanigans and you walk up and salty john's like no, no. <laughs> that's that will ruin your day so and he has no problems doing it folks he will come in and shut you down um, yeah basically as soon as the new Orleans open uh, ends so the week after we're going to be focusing on the lvo yep. you know and radio and chat yeah. does point out this is the same faq that is used at all flg events so if you've already submitted a question for a previous flg event and got an answer you don't need to resubmit there's no reason to flood those guys asking the same question yeah although i might have resubmitted the same question <laughs> Because I didn't know that. Sorry, Adam. Um, for ITC recap, our top five hasn't changed. Unfortunately, the uh, U.S. New Orleans list or New Orleans or not New Orleans, the uh, GW U.S. Austin scores haven't gone in yet. So our number one is still Brad Chester. Number two, Sean Naden. Number three, John Lennon. Number four, Manny Chima. And number five, Malik Rubio. 
Moving into our hobby track, we have our number one, JT Steger, number two, Lee Harris, number three, Jacob Thacker, number four, Scott Boucher, and number five, Noah Bedome. I'd also uh, like to point out number six, uh, a shout out to Lee Steger. Um, I believe that is the wife of JT Steger. No way. Um, I, I, if I'm you know, guessing here, I wonder if there's a little painting competition going on in the house. <laughs> Um, anyway, AOS competitive track. We got Gavin Grigar sitting in at the number one spot. Caleb Walters at number two. James O'Brien at number three. Number four is Anthony Trinanelli. And number five is Alexander Gonzalez. And finally, the AOS hobby track still reigning supreme is Nick Garcia at number one. Number two is Ian Wood. Number three, Christopher Hernandez. Number four, Derek Page. Number five, no Aquino because no one is correct in my pronunciation yet. And that is your ITC recap in a in a heavy stream of consciousness there, guys. Um, Kicker, we do have some questions yes. about when the uh, Cherokee Open is. And also, uh, go ahead, just take that. Yeah, so the Cherokee Open is taking place in February. It's February 25th through 27th in Cherokee, North Carolina. So Cherokee, North Carolina was chosen and, very intently. It's, it's about three hours from Atlanta, an hour from Asheville, about two hours from Charlotte. It's about a half day drive from from many, many cities, uh, a full day drive from D.C., for example, mm -hmm. Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Florida. So it's basically a road trip. You and your buddies hop in our car and drive to the yep. Smoky Mountains and go roll some dice all weekend. And uh, and for yeah. ease of memory, I think that is the last weekend of February. Yes, it's the last week. We wanted to space it out in February, but obviously Perfect. as far away from the LVO as possible. So we had, you know, give, give people to, to recover um, a bit. All right. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to bring our guest on. Nope. Nope. No nope. commercial break. Through, Never mind. This is, this is what you get with a live show, folks, is Seth <laughs> messing up the order of information. So let's no bring commercial. in our guest. Um, this is hopefully what everyone's been here for. Uh, we have uh, Chris, hopefully, coming coming down in that oh, magic. Oh, there he is. Oh, hey, Chris. Oh, hey, Chris. How's it going? Chris, uh, you good? are a uh, licensed psychologist in California. You want to tell folks a bit about yourself? Well, can we can we just go to the really important stuff first, though? I mean, obviously, this is critical here. Chris, um, as a guest on the Signals from the Frontline show, what is your favorite sugary breakfast cereal? And yes, it has to be sugary and it has to be breakfast cereal. I would say uh, either Cinnamon Toast Crunch or the Reese's Puffs. Oh, good. Solid Respectable, choices. solid, solid choices. choices. OK, cool. We may proceed with the interview. So OK, now, stick away. now, Chris, tell people who you are and, and kind of yeah, a little bit about you and your 40K career, all that sure. jazz. Um, uh, I'm Dr. Christopher Nahomik. Uh, most people just call me Chris. I'm a clinical psychologist in uh, Southern California, specifically uh, Los Angeles, Pasadena area. Um, I have been playing 40K since uh, the year 2000. I worked for Games Work in the Glendale Galleria way back when. Um, so I'm familiar with uh, you know some of the, the GW people who are who are local here. Met a lot of friends through there too. Um, currently, I'm one of the uh, uh, not uh, good players on, um, <laughs> on hashtag rec. Uh, I don't do a lot of competitive stuff, more of the uh, uh, trying to be a little bit more competitive, but more casual, much more into painting and, and enjoying things that way. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah. And and I think we you you were kind of low key selling it. We figured out earlier. Uh, you are one of the very active members on the 40k fit page. Uh, yeah, not as active as I have been lately. There's been some transitions in my life. Uh, I've moved recently, so uh, but I am signed up for a a, a marathon in March here in oh, Los nice. Angeles. So I gotta 
kick it into gear and, and, and get that happening. So, nice. all right. So, um, you and I were kind of talking pre-show, uh, for a bit about what, what we want to talk about, because, uh, you reached out to mm -hmm. us after we did our first episode on mental health and you really wanted to join the conversation and bring a professional's opinion in on it, which I think is a mm -hmm. great idea. Um, and one of the things that we, we, we hit on talking about, um, is we talked about some aspects of the hobby being relaxing, like painting or reading. But that's not always mm -hmm. consistent. Uh, some people don't find those things relaxing um, all the time, or they never find those particular activities relaxing. They find them frustrating. And and I kind of wanted to get your mm -hmm. thoughts on that. Um, well, I mean, the reason I reached out is because I think it's important for people to understand that just because something works for someone, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for someone else. Um, and um, I wouldn't say it's, you know, your show in particular, it's actually something I hear on every 40K podcast that's trying mm -hmm. to talk about mental health. Uh, it tends to be a, um, a round of congratula uh, congratulatory patting ourselves on the back because look at this thing I'm already doing. Like, it's good for you, so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. In the same way that like, oh, eating chicken is good for you or being vegan is good for you. Well, great. I'll just keep doing what I'm already doing. Yeah. Um, if that's you, then that's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm, you know, what works for you works for you. Uh, but there's a lot of people who are trying to do the exact same thing and are trying to be in the moment and enjoy and, and use it as a, a therapeutic escape. And it's not working for them. Um, and for me, the, the important thing is making sure that those people know that, like, it's not that there's something wrong or defective with you. It's just that you haven't found the right thing. And there's also seasons where we're not necessarily able to enjoy things the way that we want. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your own mental health. And I think too, there's, uh, there's a difference between uh, mental health, mental fitness, and like clinical mental health issues. Um, all right. All right. You, wait, wait, sorry. I have to, what, what's mental fitness? Cause I'm all about fitness here, right? Like I am so confused. Okay. I've never heard of that term before. Can you give us some, uh, some definitions here? That is an amazing segue. Sorry. I have to. <laughs> so, uh, Mental health and mental fitness are very similar to physical health and physical fitness. Um, it's one of those things that you, we, we tend to not pay attention to it until it's failing us. Um, and so most of the time, your typical person, I mean, in reality, most of us are a few bad incidents away from having a breakdown. Um, we don't tend to think about it that way. But there's things that you can do every day that um, help you kind of reinforce good habits uh, set yourself up for success in various things. And success does not necessarily have to be um, like monetary success or, or anything like that. Um, you know, I said at the beginning of this that I'm not necessarily the best uh, player. So for me, the the success is not like I'm not I'm never going to win LVO. I'm not going to happen. I'm not even playing in the championship. I'm doing the 40K friendless because that's my lane. And I know yeah. that's my lane. And there's no reason for me to try to compete because... I'll just be disappointed. So for me, success is showing up, having a well-painted army, making friends with people, enjoying myself. Um, you know, so knowing knowing your lane. I know there's some people who who, who don't, and I, I don't mean knowing your lane, like don't do things that aren't for you, but it's knowing what's enjoyable for you. Um, and just like physical fitness, there's, there's peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. um, this is the same with mental health. There's going to be times where you just kind of have a bad week, you're run down, you're not sleeping well. Uh, and, and the biggest thing to do with habits is to, to start now breaking, breaking those habits. 
uh, so, so, bad or developing good habits. So how do you get back out of that, I guess, rut? So if you have a, a valley, right, you have a, a mount, a peak in a valley, mm -hmm. right, or a rut, a bad week, how do you get back to recovering from that? Because I mean, I, there's times where like, I am down in a pit, man, it's been a rough week, and I'm fried. Is there a, um, is there an express lane to quickly get me out of that? Or is that something that just time has to heal on its own? I mean, you know, I mean, I do have things that call me or keep me happy. You know, I know you're saying painting mm -hmm. may not be for everyone. Painting really does always realign my, my focus. Um, but mm -hmm. are, do you need to be proactive in getting out of those, those ruts? Uh, I would, you don't have to be, but I think it helps. Um, yeah. time will take care of most things. Um, things like depression generally resolve after two years. If, even if you don't seek treatment, um, two years though, that's still that's a long way, two years, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and again, we're talking regular stuff. We're not talking about, you know, people with clinical issues that really yeah. should be, you know, seeking out therapy and, 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 and working on themselves. Um, although we all really should work on ourselves. I would say though, you're going to end up where you're going to end up. Right. And you can either end up there intentionally or unintentionally. And so what I would argue is that if you're going to take your mental health or mental, mental fitness seriously, then you want to be intentional about what you're doing. And so if you find that you're just kind of off, um, you should do the things that, you know, kind of help. And, and we all have more than one. It's not like, um, you know, it's not like running is the only thing that, that's good for uh, someone's physical health. You've also got weightlifting. You've got rest days. Um, you've got eating right. You've got getting plenty of sleep. Um, so we all have collections of things that help us get in the right state of mind for whatever it is that we're doing. And yeah. I think those things are helpful. So we, we've got a kind of a question for chat that I think kind of dovetails nicely here. Um, and it's, it's, uh, Kelsey Ito is asking, um, about recovering from burnout. If you've got like hobby burnout, like this kind of feels like it's maybe going in that same lane of, of hills and valleys, um, with motivation. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, there's a couple, I mean, for me, I've had periods of time where if we're speaking specifically about the hobby, um, there's times where it just needs to kind of go on the shelf for a while. Um, the hobby will be there for you when, when you're done, you know, the hobby's there to help you. You're not there to help the hobby. Um, and so, you know, if you need to take a break, then take a break. Uh, there's other things that you can do if, if it's, you know, if you, if you normally play 40 K then maybe step away from that for a while and binge watch a series or pick up a book or do anything else that's not related and then come back to it. Um, and that's the extreme for some people. It's maybe pick up one model. That's not something that you normally would paint and paint that up. Um, try yeah. your hand at converting something. Cause, cause I, I guess maybe going back to what you're saying about, you're going to end up where you're going to end up either intentionally or mm -hmm. unintentionally just grinding it out. in that scenario doesn't help your mental health. You know, you're not right. enjoying the process. You're not getting value from it at that point. So yeah, I mm -hmm. think that's a good sentiment. Chris, you said something that really uh, resonated with me. Kind of, I had this epiphany this past few uh, few weeks, actually. Um, switching and painting a different model or, or doing a conversion, like it's still within the hobby, but it's changing gears pretty significantly. I mean, I've been playing mm -hmm. uh, Imperium Armies for, for a couple of years now, and I decided to start painting up orcs. And I know we're still painting. It's still kind of the same thing, but suddenly changing from painting metallic and armor and, and, and clean lines to messy uh, organic you know, sculpts was totally different. And 
And I got mm-hmm. back to enjoying painting suddenly. And suddenly painting was a, um, I don't use the word therapy because I think that's overused a lot, but therapy was a very like tranquil, relaxing part of my day. And it suddenly immediately, mm-hmm. like, 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 boom, like instantaneously, I enjoyed it again. And it was my, my happy place. And it helped me decompress after a very stressful day so that I can then go hang out with my, mm-hmm. my wife and my kid and not be going a million miles an hour. I'm, I'm back in my happy place. And well, it was not a getting, half million. Yeah. It was only half a million miles an hour, but it was, it was cool to like, discover that I didn't have to, I mean, I was getting a little burnt out, but I wasn't burnt out of painting. I was burnt out of painting the exact same sort of stuff. So it was kind of fun to, to right. switch it up a bit. So, so my advice to anyone at this point that, I, cause like I had this epiphany is that I don't care how long you've been in the hobby, whether it's 10 years or, or, or 10 days, I think there's a lot of value in having two very different armies. I know financially it might not be feasible to have two full armies, but I think that it's nice to, to literally be able to pivot from two polar opposites in terms of yeah. design. Cause that is a big part of this, this game is, is building and painting. And so you can kind of jump from one to the other. Uh, yeah. Chat, uh, throw that's some questions in like there. Where... Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say that's where I don't play these games. Um, cause I haven't had the opportunity to get into them yet, but I think that's where games like, uh, um, Warcry or Kill Team are good. Yeah. You don't need a whole army. You just That's pick good. up a couple of models and go. Yeah. 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 No, I love it. I love it. Chat, uh, get some questions in if you got any Chris, questions for Dr. Chris. Um, but I, I want to kind of, while, while I'm giving chat a minute because there's a delay there, um, spin back on. Um, I, I think that there's, you, you talked about goal setting earlier um, and, and to use a non 40 K example um, I was, was aiming much higher in my professional career um, than I'm currently stationed. And it was causing me a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. at work and my mental health has improved drastically over the last year on two parts, one getting some therapy and seeing a psychiatrist and two being comfortable with where I am and, and readjusting my goals, not trying to be, you know, the best in the whole wide world, but just trying to do the best job Mm -hmm. I can do that day. Um, and it might seem silly to just like roll your goals back, but it has significantly improved my outlook on my day-to-day workload. Um, that's interesting, Seth, because we do live in such a goal oriented society. I mean, especially America, like people like always try to be the the highest ranking person in the office. That's always a goal. It was kind of cool that you made that cognitive decision to to not do that yeah yeah so and i i think that like there there's a there's a stigma in 40k particularly you know if you're involved in a lot of the groups that are very competitive like there's a stigma when you say like well i'm not trying to go and win the event i'm trying just to go you know three and three you know and just there doesn't need to be a stigma it's just this is it's been better for me in my life. If I've just said, Hey, I'm just going to do the best I can at what I've got. And I'm, if I can't do more than that, I can't do more than that. I think, I think that's an excellent mindset to have. And I think it's also important to remember that goals um, can build on each other. And so if you're, if you're expecting to be, you know, if I wanted to, I could work really hard and get to the point where I could maybe win LVO. It would just take a lot of work and I'm not willing to put in that work to get there. There's other things that I'd rather do. Um, I do have a PhD and three master's degrees. <laughs> I didn't get them all at once. You're very really? Dude, you're a very accomplished um, human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For some things, for others, not so much. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's about where you want to put your time, you know, yeah. and human beings over, overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a month. You know, if you spent 24 hours a day for one day, 
you get 24 hours of work done. If you did one hour a day for, for a month, you'd have in like February, you only get 28 hours, but the other <laughs> ones still get more than 24. <laughs> yeah. It is. So, and we don't think about how those things build on each other. Right. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you should yeah. have like a, a five-year plan and that's what you're going for. But you know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to improve yourself, what's, what's yeah. their trajectory and what's a reasonable timeline? What, you know, you're trying to lose weight, you, know, you lose weight the same way that you gain weight a pound at a time. So um, all those things kind of, Having accurate targets lets you know whether or not you're hitting them or not. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, I think there's several questions hopping yeah, in the chat yeah, there. there. Is. Seth, we can take them. Yeah. There is. I've I've been pulling them out. Oh, nope, crap. I don't need the more pickle pictures. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, so the first one is uh, any advice on dealing uh, with people who get seriously bent at the table when something goes wrong for them? And I think we've all had those awkward moments where you know someone rolls a couple ones on armor saves on a really important unit, and they're just they're fuming, and it just it's an awkward social interaction. And how do we deal with it? Like how do we deal with that situation, that tension? Um, well, for that specific situation, I would say uh, you want to empathize with them uh, just quickly in the moment. And if they're upset about it, kind of match their affect. Um, affect is the word um, we use just for emotion. So match their emotional content by like 30% of what they're giving. It's totally okay for you to be, and actually you're going to be a better uh, opponent if when they have something that goes great for them, you're excited for their good thing too. And when they're, they're, they're disappointed that you're disappointed with them, you know, like the dice of the dice, there's it's not anybody's fault. And so yeah. kind of joining with them in that moment totally diffuses the, the situation and they feel seen and heard. I like it. Yeah. I think that's, um, I think that's a big part of it is, is, is validating the feelings. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I've, I, one of the things I stole actually, I stole this from the best in faction guys is, um, when something really, you know, good happens for you just saying like, instead of being like, Ooh, yeah. Like getting in their face about it, being like, that felt really good, but I know that feels bad for you, man. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like acknowledging, like, I know I just hit that, that box car charge that felt great for me, mm -hmm. but I'm sure that doesn't feel very good. For you. I mean, that's solid life advice. I mean, obviously it's good for the, the, the table, but I know one thing, um, I, my wife has definitely told me that I've been working on is I gotta be more empathetic and realize that, you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you gotta kind of adjust yourself accordingly to, to, to help the person next to you, whether they're your spouse or your opponent at the table. Oh, we got, uh, we got more too. questions here. Um, yeah, yeah. How can someone get the motivation to begin the momentum in the hobby? My depression really is having, oh. uh, really has me having trouble starting. Mm. Um, I don't remember who said this line, but I really like it. Uh, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Oh yeah. Hmm. And so um, I'm someone who's fallen into this. Like I really like my, where my painting at is that currently because it's taken me a long time to get there where it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Um, but anything that's worth doing at all is worth doing just a little bit. It's worth yeah. doing kind of in a half-assed kind of way. And so, you know, brushing your teeth for 30 seconds is better than not brushing your teeth at all. Yeah. Right. Washing your hands for five seconds is better than washing that than not washing them at all. Um, and so I would say, you know, don't, don't think about like my 2000 point army. Cause guess what? When you start that army, unless you have someone you're hiring or you're a really fast painter, by the time you're done with the army, the meta probably will have passed you by. So start with like a unit and, and see what you like there and, and just kind of take it slow. There's, you have your whole life to hobby. You don't have to rush into anything. 
Yeah, I, I think like that, that I almost think that feels like it feeds back into the the goal setting you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the other uh, question that came up was um, kind of related to the you know, the opponents getting bent out of shape. How do you deal with when you get tilted at a table? Uh, yeah. um, when you get bent out of shape about something bad that's happened in the game, how do you try to recenter yourself in that scenario? Hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of this varies just on person's personality but the biggest thing to know is like to recognize that you're doing it and if you need to take a a minute and kind of step away from the table um take a deep deep breath take a drink of water um the other thing too is uh and this is one of the things i like about ninth edition like remember we're talking about goals remember what your goals are for the game right you don't need to kill everything in this edition you don't you just have to score primary and secondary so what are actually you're trying to do doesn't you can you can do awesome stuff on the table and still win the game and not feel like you know if you're used to like a third mentality like like i was when i started a third edition 40k like no you wanted to kill everything on the board back then it doesn't work that way anymore Um, all right so you know find a way to recenter yourself and then kind of re-engage all right, we're gonna we're gonna break it up with a little bit more of the uh, goofy questions that came in, and then we're gonna oh. wrap this up. Um, sure. One of them, uh, and I believe, it was from uh, <laughs> Wolf Freeze Carl. Uh, Doc, let's talk plainly here. Magnus was wrong. <laughs> you believe Magnus was wrong? <laughs> You're on the record. Uh, yes, and he says so. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. He oh, absolutely wow. was, and he wow. and he admits to it. And that's yeah. not at all because I play Space Wolves. So. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> What do you play, Chris? What's your what's your go to army? I mean, if you have like one like army that you just absolutely love, uh, the army I've been playing the longest is Space Wolves. Um, okay. I've got a Tau army that I am waiting on the new rules to repaint. Um, also, because I just moved, I gotta I gotta get my airbrush out so I can try some new techniques with it. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I got a Necron army that um, I was I got for my son, mm-hmm. who's eight. And I was suckered into it by the Indominus box when that first came out. So <laughs> we were all suckered into it, man. We yeah. were all. I somehow have Necrons for the Indominus box. Shelby didn't take it with me. her. So, 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 so you you say you play Tau and you're waiting on this new book. I mean, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that are not Space Wolf players first, Tau second. They're Tau first and Tau forever, and they've been going through this uh, mm-hmm. rough time right now. I mean, these guys uh, are basically playing with an old codex in a, in a format mm-hmm. that no longer even fits. I mean, I know you, Tau is, like I said, not your primary choice, but you are a Tau player. I mean, what's, do you just, do you, I have a buddy of mine that this guy paints gorgeous. I mean, he's one of the best painters I know, and, and it's mm-hmm. Tau, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, I mean, a lot of forgeable models, just beautiful stuff, but he's just not played yeah. in ninth edition because he's like, nope, just, just not worth it. Is that the the right option here or do you just keep on you know giving your best shot and, and hoping and waiting and, and 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 for the new codex what's what's the strategy here i mean you don't want to get you know totally disheartened right by playing an army and getting beat all the time or or or, or what's right what's the right move doc uh with how specifically segment. i wouldn't yeah yeah we'll i wouldn't know with how specifically but i would say it's it's i think one of the things that's happened and with COVID, it's really messed things up. I don't know if we really understand as a community ninth edition quite yet. Uh, okay. um, I'm not going to pretend like I do because I don't play enough. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that we played in eighth is not how the game is played in ninth. And I wonder if there's some edition lag that comes with that. Yeah. That people are expecting things to be a certain way. Um, you know, that 
everybody's but is there played a strategy a that if, didn't do other things because we live in this or we, we our game is in this weird world now where some people they're the have and have nots and a lot of people have got armies that right. they just have nots is is it healthy mm. to just maybe say hey i'm putting this army in the shelf for the next six months to a year till i get a book oh, yeah or is it better to just keep on you know slugging it out like like it's it's perfectly fine to shelve an army right totally totally okay. if it's not if it's not if it's not enjoyable, you could be in the place where like you build and paint the army because you really like uh, like the way they look, and then they just don't play the way that you like to play. It's just not your army. That's okay. All you right. Can well, let me jump in. It. You can jump sell in it, here. Whatever. We've been we've been going on for oh, sorry. five minutes. Um, so uh, one one more quick question oh, before yeah. we go: uh, Will there be a stream for the the Nola Open? Yeah, okay. Oh, so check this out. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, the war gamer, you, you've met him before mm -hmm. death, right? At, yep. at Atlantic. Uh, he is showing up at my house on Wednesday, parking his rig in front of my house. Uh, uh he's, he's traveling across the country in, in his RV camper van thing. Um, and yes, yeah, so he will, he's a one man show. He is, it's not going to be the full FLGN team here. It's going to be Joe here in new Orleans doing his, his style of, of, and recording. if you want to see an example of his style, his channel is War Games Live. You can check it out there. Oh, so. um, but uh, this is your chance, uh, Chris, to plug uh, where people can get in touch with you and get some more information from you if uh, this conversation has sparked some thoughts that they wanted to follow up on. Yeah, um, drnahumic.com. Um, doctor and then yeah. N-A-H. We, we, we will have the link in the uh, description of this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a link. No one can pronounce it. It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I tried earlier. So it was like, horrible. Yeah, that's my that's my um, professional website. People can contact me there if they're uh, looking to have services. Um, I work with a bunch of other people as well. So uh, if you're looking to um, start some therapy, uh, and feel free to reach out. Um, I'm also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I, you'll, you'll have that stuff there. I'm doing an advent calendar. Uh, for the lead up into the Christmas season and um, just giving out some basic tips. And, you know, if you want to engage with me on any of those uh, platforms, feel free. Yeah. Um, trying to be here to help and like the, you know, if the world's just 1% better, then I think we're all 100% better. So I, I can't resist one more question, even though I was said I've been trying to cut this conversation. Uh, I'm trying to be the responsible one. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wolfrey for Colorado says, I've been a baseball player for 25 years. Do I need help? <laughs> No, you no, officially, you officially have Dr. Chris's blessing, uh, Carl. You do not need help. So, uh, don't forget tomorrow at what time? Kicker noon Eastern Standard Time. So the idea is that during your lunch break, you can go and uh, you can get, get ready to go buy your ticket to Cherokee. Your Cherokee. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. We really enjoyed having you with us. Um, I think we're definitely going to be bringing you back Anytime. for a, for another. We had some other thoughts for another segment, but uh, I hope folks enjoyed this. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Uh, we hope you really enjoyed this episode of Signals. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday as we prepare for the next event. Yes. Good night, guys.